Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We welcome in Brendan Nunez. Brendan, I've been anxious all day to ask you, how are your emotions today? Tyrese Halliburton, <laughs> your, 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 your guy, you know, the first player that you really had like a connection with, like he's, he's, he's back, uh, he's, he's, he's back in Sacramento tonight and I'm, I'm curious how you're. How your emotions are doing? I mean, I'm definitely excited to see how it goes. Uh, thanks for having me on, by the way, guys. First of all, always good talking to the both of you. Uh, I'm excited for the game. I, I think that obviously Tyrese is a turn. They all try to downplay it a little bit. We got to talk to Domas, Tyrese, and Buddy this morning at shoot around, and all of them say it's just another game. But I'm not buying it. I think it's something that uh, you know probably helps to tell themselves that to keep them calm and, and not do too much. But I'm excited, man. I, I think that the back and forth of Fox and Tyree should be fun, and you throw Davion in there too. Um, there's a lot of storylines, I, I think, that also are maybe getting a little overshadowed, like Miles Turner and, and Sabonis going back and forth for the first time. We also get Keegan Murray and Benedict Matherin, I think, is an interesting matchup. So I'm definitely excited to see Tyrese again. Um, I, I enjoy watching him play basketball as much as anything, um, and I think tonight should be a fun one. I do, I do want to point out, James, before you jump in there, he's excited to see Tyrese. He's not excited to see Buddy because he gets to see Buddy every day as there is a Buddy healed cutout directly behind him. Oh, no, that's Jemias. That's our friend Jemias. Is Jemias Ramsey. Oh, it is. I guess I need a different uh, prescription of glasses. I, I thought that was Well, I know that because we, he's usually in the background. Jemias is always watching. It's very nice. Yeah. That is, that is a collectible unlike any other, a Jemias Ramsey cutout. Yeah. My Robert Woodard one is uh, tucked away somewhere, too. Probably collecting fouls. Yeah, <laughs> uh, lifting weights, collecting fouls, probably right. Get, playing the bass guitar. That Bob Woodard cutout is about two hundred seventy-five pounds right now. Yeah, uh, he's still playing in the. I think he's playing in the G League. Good for him. He is. I think he's on uh, Austin Spurs, and I think Jemias is on the OKC Blue. Mm. All right, uh, Brennan, you got to spend some time. I had to bolt. Uh, I didn't get to go talk to Buddy and. Tyrese, just what was the, the feel? Because I saw a lot of, like, straight face and, like, we're just here to – but, like, overall, what was your feel? And and how were you greeted by by Tyrese? Was uh, was he, like, when the cameras weren't rolling, was he cool with you guys? Yeah, he kind of said hi to said hi to everybody that was there. Um, I asked him how he thinks he's progressed on defense since his time in SAC and got a little chuckle out of him there. Um, I, I think at first – him, Domas, and Buddy all were 
like you said, kind of straight faced and just downplaying it as if it's just another game. But I think as kind of the conversation went on that you started to see, obviously there is a little bit more for some of these guys. Um, I, I think that they both are just enjoying being back in the city that they spend a lot of time in. I think they had the day off yesterday and and both kind of hung out with some people here. Tyree said he had dinner with Harrison Barnes and Shemezi Metsu and, and a handful of other people as well. Um, so I, I think that they're, enjoying kind of just being back in an area their old stomping grounds and you know there's feelings about being traded but getting the typical there's nothing I could have done about it and just focusing on on getting wins here now so it actually wasn't quite as much of a like I I thought there would be jokes or maybe some jabs from Tyrese and we didn't really get much of that um yeah so that's kind of on downplaying the next, it, that's but I'm on not really next, buying it. That's on the next episode of the J.J. Reddick podcast. Right, he'll, he'll right. Take his, he'll make it. So, okay, so I'll just say this. So everyone's lying except Harrison. Harrison's the only one who, who has absolutely nothing to do with this deal whatsoever. He's the only one being honest about it. That's fine. Just, I just, just remember that. All these straight face, well, it's just another game. We're going to. It's basketball. You could, tell, you could tell this was a talking point in the Pacers locker room because – Tyrese and Buddy said the same exact thing, damn near verbatim. Oh, it's basketball. We're just here to play basketball. Meanwhile, the day before, Harrison is like, yeah, we know what time it is. Like, we know what's going on. Yeah, of course this isn't just another game. But, Brandon, the thing we were pointing out is you take the Pacer stuff out of it, the Tyrese stuff out of it, the Buddy stuff out of it. This is a, a game. You, you want to break it down to what Tyrese and Buddy were talking about? This is a basketball game. This is a basketball game because of where the Kings are in their season that they need to win. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've kind of been one to understand these last three losses. Like I, I think that obviously the second night of a back-to-back when you're going from Memphis to Atlanta, I thought they looked really tired outside of Malik and Trey Lyles. And I think that that's not a coincidence considering those two guys didn't play much the night before in Memphis and then Boston and Phoenix. I mean, that's two of that's the two best teams in their respective conferences. So as much as, you know, obviously would have loved for Sacramento to come out on top on some of those games. I think they were competitive and those are ones I'm willing to accept is, you know, just a little reality check from that seven game win streak of, you know, we're not talking about a contending team here. I think they're good, but they don't match up with a Boston and Phoenix as of right now. And on the right night, maybe they can, but it wasn't those nights. Um, When it comes to Indiana, they've played a lot better than people expected, obviously throughout the courses here, 12 and eight, but I, I think that this is still a team that the Kings should be better than. I think Miles Turner is typically the type of, type of guy that Sabonis does well against. I, I think James was mentioning this yesterday. I think like the more shot blocking uh, guys that don't have that much weight on them. Domas usually does a pretty good job of being aggressive. And that was one of the things he mentioned today is I think it was you, James, that asked him about being more aggressive. That's something he's looking to do. And, and he acknowledged that he is. Um, so I, I think it's one of these matchups where, the Kings really got to get out of this. I don't even know if I want to call it a slump because, like I said, they're they're playing good teams. But I guess it could fall into a slump if this gets to four with a loss to Indiana. So it's even outside of all the storylines, and, and there's a handful of them like we talked about. Like you're saying, this is a it's a pretty big game for both teams. Brennan, what's your your prediction on how they'll be received tonight, uh, Buddy Hield and uh, and Tyrese Halliburton? Do you think it'll be universal between the two? Do you think one will hear? Uh, louder cheers or louder boos than the other? Like, what's sort of your gauge? 
I think that Tyrese gets cheered. Um, that one I don't have very many questions about, and maybe I'm wrong for that. I know Tyrese has had a lot of comments, and there's definitely people that feel a type of way about that, but I tend to kind of think that's a little bit more vocal minority, um, and everything we see on Twitter isn't the same as everybody that's in the stadium, as I've kind of come to notice more and more. Um, so I, I think that Tyrese would get a nice ovation, um, and – I would imagine that Buddy does the same. I, I think that maybe people soured on Buddy a little bit more so towards the end of his uh, tenure in Sacramento, maybe those last two years. He had a couple moments that people didn't love, and I, I think it just got a little – he was a little agitating to watch sometimes, and I, I think I understand that. Um, but I would still imagine a guy that spent that much time in Sacramento would would get cheers. Um, yeah, I mean, are you expecting both these guys to get cheers, James? I think both should. I, I asked uh, Damien earlier if you think there'll be tribute videos. And he, like, sh- hmm. but, I mean, Buddy Hield is the all-time leader in three-point makes for this team. It's great. More than uh, Peja Stojakovic. It's great. Uh, he spent, like, five and a half seasons here, right? Is yeah, that what it was? fine. He aged seven and a half seasons? He, he, he <laughs> did. If, like, uh, he went from five years to six years just in the clip that we played earlier. I don't. I have no clue now how long Buddy was here for. Uh, okay, he's part of the 2016 trade, so 17, 18. Yeah, six and a half years, I think. Okay. Uh, roughly, he, he seemed maybe. to be unsure. That's fine. I don't maybe care. Six years. I don't. Whatever, whatever's running through your mind right now, I don't care. He does not need a tribute <laughs> video. I, I'm expecting a tribute video. I would too, actually. Like you two like are. James re- is saying you two are ridiculous. You know, if the Kings franchise threes, if the, if the Kings don't do it, I'm sure uh, Leo will do it. <laughs> I, I'm, I don't have. I've got nothing, dude. I'm not. I'm not doing. I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. I'm not going to war with every media member. Like, <laughs> he's already got his. He's like stretching out over here. He's ready to go to war tonight. Uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, okay. Damn it, James. <laughs> That's a long time to spend <laughs> with a team, man. I'm thinking. I think he's going to get a tribute video. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, fine. A freaking tribute video, for goodness sakes. What's in the video? I don't know. Buddy ball call game? Yeah. Still no explanation as to what the hell that means, but it's fine. <laughs> you got that. You got the shot in Detroit. Run, buddy, run. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a great call. I love it, though. I don't know if it makes sense, but I don't care. Oh, it's fantastic. Run, it's very buddy, catchy, run. It's very easy to remember. Yes. What else is on this video? Three-point contest? Three. Oh, yeah. So we get yeah. that. Yep. There's another game I, winner tip-in in Denver, I believe. Isn't that the buddy ball call game? Isn't that the tip-in? I don't know. I hope the, they, they at no, least. They, it might be. I hope they at least have them saying it be like that sometimes. <laughs> at least once. All right. Facts. Maybe a tribute video of that. Yeah, Facts. that'll happen. Are they flashing the Halloween picture up on the screen? Uh, no. <laughs> Jason will turn his computer around and just show, show it the off. crowd. Show everyone. Yeah. All right. Boy, that got out of maybe, hand quickly. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Damien, are you someone that's unsure of Buddy's reception? No, no, because I'm, I'm, I'm with you. And I'll, I'll, I'll point this out. You know, you own your things that you're just wrong about. I. I didn't think Marvin was going to get booed. 
Mm. And I, I didn't, I, I thought the crowd, I didn't think the crowd was going to be indifferent, but I didn't think they were going to boo him when he touched the ball. That felt excessive. And my rationale behind that was always, and I'm, and I'm so sorry. I don't mean to diminish the young man this way. I was just like, wasn't that important to the, like, it's a missed draft pick. Like, I, I understand that, but like, this isn't Kevin Durant. This isn't LeBron James. This isn't, you're going to focus your attention for an entire game. On Marvin? I was surprised I, by that. I, I didn't think that would be the case. I don't think Tyrese or Buddy gets booed. I think there will be boos. There will be people or pockets of people who do, but I think you'll have to work really hard to notice them. At the same time, I don't think it'll be a rousing ovation. I think they'll get applauded. And then you keep it moving. And then... I think I could see Buddy turning the ball over and the Golden One Center erupting. <laughs> that could be the loudest cheer of the night. If if Buddy sends a pass, you know, into Kings Row two, I think the Golden One Center will pop for that more than anything else in the starting lineup. Okay, but, you know, I, I think if I will boo a tribute video though. <laughs> Let that be clear. If Scott Moak says, I'd like to direct your attention to. Booing. Oh, Boo. that will be. They say no cheering in the press box. Well, that's fine. I'll boo in the press box. Uh, that's amazing. Um, are you surprised by how quickly Tyrese has ascended in Indiana? Somewhat, but I think there were a lot of signs of it during his last stretch with the Kings, too. You know, De'Aaron went out for a while. Um, he was putting up big numbers. I, I do think also it was probably really good for Tyrese to get moved to Indiana because one of the big skepticisms with him when it came to his ceiling, I thought was just there were games where he was passive. Like you're seeing single digit shot attempts. And I think when you're thrust into a role where you're asked to be the guy and there's no questions about that, that it kind of helped him expand out of that a bit. So I think maybe how quickly it's come along in terms of their team success with Tyrese being the best guy has been surprising. Um, but And the extent of how quick Tyrese has put it together. But I think there were a lot of flashes towards the end of his tenure in SAC where you could see that, okay, this guy probably is going to be an all-star at some point. Yeah, this year. Maybe. <laughs> He's going to be an all-star this year. Probably. Probably. I mean, he's leading the league in assists. Yeah, right. I mean, I could see though if they if they roll into the All Star break, you know, eight, nine, ten games under five hundred, then I don't think that's happening though. I yeah, don't think that's happening. I'm not sure. I, you know, again, I didn't think it was I mean, going to happen that the Utah Jazz would collapse like this. So, do you either. think Shea Gildress Alexander makes it? Oh, he's going to have a shot. Yeah, well, that's that's what I mean. Like yeah. like Oklahoma Oklahoma City, they might be eight or nine games below five hundred or more. He's going to make the all-star team. It's, yeah, it's, it's going to be like, tough, though. It's going to be tough. Uh, all right. I mean, statistically, does he deserve it? Sure. But, like, you got to win games at some point. I think he's the most beloved player on the planet right now. They're going to get Tyrese in the all-star game. Uh, if for no either other reason, well, let's stick it to the Kings and put Tyrese in there. We couldn't give the Aaron Fox player of the week without giving it to Tyrese yeah. Halliburton, too. So, Yo, it would be great. If the NBA really wants to build this up as a WrestleMania main event, put them both in the All-Star game. De'Aaron for the Kings, which both have a very likelihood of happening, or, or uh, both have a strong chance of happening. I think, De I think Tyrese is very, very likely. I think De'Aaron obviously has to pick it up a little bit, but he's got a chance this year as well. 
They both hit the all-star game. Hey, look at how great this trade worked out for everybody. I think today's a pretty big game for De'Aaron, too, and that that goes beyond it being Indiana. I I think this could be a handful of different teams right here, and I'd feel the same way, but, you know, he's been in a little bit of a slump. Uh, He was limited at practice the other day just for general aches and pains or general soreness for a quick Jimmy Butler shout-out. I I think that this is a – he kind of needs to have another night like what we had seen and this not to be an extended slump and that it was just a tough road trip. He was, he was kind of getting beat up. So I I think it's a pretty big night for De'Aaron, not only to go against Tyrese, but to kind of get out of this slump and, and show that it's not going to keep extending. You know, Brendan, I want to ask, what do you think Davion, uh, like he's got to be licking his chops because him and, and uh, Ty have this little battle behind this, like a fun, a fun battle. They're like, they were like brothers, like going into the all-star getting ready for all-star weekend last year where they're going to, you know, play in the rookie sophomore game. Um, but then of course the trade happens right at the last second. Uh, what do you think he'll do against both buddy and, uh, anti out there? Yeah, I mean, I think it's big to know someone's tendencies. I think that was one of the things that Ty mentioned is, you know, the offense is super different. They did a lot of spread pick and roll, when when he was here in Sacramento so the offense is very different it's not like they're going in knowing each other's schemes but I think there is an advantage to knowing guys tendencies and I think Davion specifically as a defender um, having that insight into these guys and just how aggressive he is and so much of a ball hound like if he gets assigned to buddy to me that's a couple turnovers right there Um, we'll we'll see what happens with Ty Ty does a pretty good job of taking care of the ball um, but I, I think that he's totally going to be hounding these guys. I think that Davion's been playing really well recently. I was a little surprised he got pulled at the end of that Phoenix game. Um, he was doing the best job, I thought, on Booker covering anyone. Um, so I, I think that Davion's been playing well, and knowing the tendencies of those guys that you're probably going to be assigned against, I, I think would be a pretty decent advantage for somebody that studies and, and prepares in the way he does. Studying and preparing, I, I want to shift back, if you don't mind, for a second to De'Aaron Fox because you had an opportunity to talk to Luke Laux recently um, for a piece you did over at the Kings Herald. And Luke has been credited uh, greatly with what we've seen uh, from De'Aaron Fox this season. What were your takeaways from uh, your conversation with Coach Luke Laux? Yeah, Luke was great. Um, super easy to interact with and, and was more than happy to talk to me and, and did all the all the heavy lifting from there. I think that the big things for De'Aaron are one of, well, one of the first standouts to me was him talking about growing a trust in everybody next to him. And, and Luke said that Steve Kerr had a saying that he used to always say to KD that the ball finds the best players. And Coach Lauk said that he didn't think that De'Aaron believed that because it hadn't in years prior. And I think that coming to believe that now and, and trusting all the guys next to you and just the offensive scheme that's in place. And obviously that's why that seven game win streak was also so big. I think just helping with the buy-in and seeing the vision that the coaching staff has laid out, that it does a good job of my mind optimi- optimizing all of these guys. Um, but then the specifics of De'Aaron's jumper, like we're seeing guys go over screens now, which is just a testament to, how well he's been knocking down shots this year. And that opens up everything for him. And um, there were three main things that they wanted to focus on throughout the course of this offseason. De'Aaron already knew he wanted to work on his jumper, um, was trying to coordinate with the previous staff and figure out who was going to be left over so they could get out to San Diego and start working with them. And then once Coach Laux was 
uh, brought onto the staff pretty quick. He and Jordy Fernandez were, I believe, the first two calls for Mike Brown. Laux comes over and gets assigned to De'Aaron, and the three focuses were shot selection. Um, De'Aaron's got the most wide-open attempts, which is a defender uh, not within six feet by about 9%, I think it was, of his total attempts. I don't have the numbers right in front of me, um, but he's getting a lot of open looks, and and that's a credit to everything else as well, um, all the changes around him, coaching staff, players. Sabonis is obviously a really big part in that. Um, but I, I think that he's being more conscientious of taking good shots and not feeling like he needs to force as often. And the two specifics of his form are, are holding his follow through and then his balance. He, Coach Lox was saying that he often felt like De'Aaron was jumping backwards or leaning backwards on his jumpers and naturally should be leaning forward. And that combined with the not following through led to shot being a little flat sometimes and the arc not being there. So I think just countless reps that they've put in of, of form shooting and getting used to, you know, playing with the style of Sabonis of a hit and handback sort of thing. So it's just a lot of reps. And I, I think it's big credits to uh, Coach Laux, obviously, and, and De'Aaron for going through that. Fantastic. Yeah. It was a really great piece. It was, um, Brennan. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, everyone. I, we didn't even talk about it on the podcast. I don't even know. We just ignored your piece on the podcast and, you know, focus more on <laughs> no the movies deal. you haven't seen and – and yeah. <laughs> apologies hot dog condiments and yeah 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 you seem to have a weird nickname that I, i'm not confident should make the the radio yeah but it's, it's not, we I, i'd rather not call it my nickname <laughs> you know <laughs> he's got a nickname well it's <laughs> i mean i thought okay all right I, but i don't know what goes over it's like the king's beat after dark over there i don't know yeah. what's going on after I, I've been trying to stick with HBK, but apparently this other one is so catchy. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Oh, we've had Brandy Bear, we've, and now we've got this oh, new God. one. Oh, no. Oh, we're going through them. Well, we got this new one, and we'll just, we'll just let that one live we'll on. Leave that one there. We'll just let that one live on uh, YouTube.com slash ESPN 1320. That one can live uh, in the chatty house. Overall, are you, uh, I, I assume, you, you happy with the way the Kings have played so far, or do you feel like they've left a couple out there? Yeah, I've been happy. I mean, I think that figuring out what the ceiling of this team is has kind of been an up and down ride throughout the course of this. I think that their offenses look phenomenal and I'm still kind of feeling like these last three games are outlier shooting, but I I could very quickly be proven wrong because how many outliers can you have in a row until Mm -hmm. that word just does not fit anymore? Um, Mm -hmm. I think that they're a good shooting team, but I hope that sticks around. But I think that as much as we've seen the offense be proven, I think that we've also seen substantial moments of the defense being still really bad. Like there's a lot of progress that needs to be made there. I keep going back to the uh, last year's Atlanta team that was second in offense and still bottom five in defense. They ended with, I want to say it's 43, 44 wins ninth in the East. They win the play in and then go on to lose four, one in the first round. Like in my mind, that's still kind of what we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's a chance that the defense continues to take steps up. But I, I think that, with the way that this roster is constructed, it's difficult in my mind to see them being out of the top 10, but that that's the big X factor to me right now. Yeah. Everything seems to be rolling. Uh, like they've, they've hit a little bit of a, like, I don't know, speed bump here in the last three games. Um, but like you've seen the players, it does look like this and it it feels like it's just a momentary, the team ran into ran themselves into the ground. Right. That's what it kind of and the schedule kind of got him. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, like Boston is the best team in the East. 
Phoenix is the best team in the West. And I, I think that in itself, like if at the beginning of the year that you said the Kings were going to go down to the wire against the Suns and be competitive for three quarters against the Celtics, like I, I think that's really all you can ask. I, I think that it's typical just a team that is still – I guess found their identity, but working to continue to establish that and and maintain it. And I think that when you're against tough defenses like that, Boston specifically like switched a lot and they just kind of got out of the flow of their offense. I don't know if guys are just tired or beat up or in that process as you're kind of getting more and more mentally exhausted that you start to go away from what was working. But like when Luke Cornett, uh, Peyton Pritchard and Sam Hauser on the floor, and De'Aaron and, and Domas can't take advantage of that. That was a little bit concerning, but I, I think that they're playing well. I think that the spirits, to your point, James, still seem pretty high around the team. I don't think there's anything really to be concerned about. But if you lose tonight to Indiana, I think that maybe my concerns start to grow a little bit more. Who do you think uh, Kings win tonight? Who has the best game? Who's the reason that they won? Hmm. Probably Domas. I would say, again, I don't think that Miles Turner is a great matchup on him. Obviously, they have uh, experience playing against one another, so I could be totally off on that. But to me, this is the type of night that Domas can really take advantage of. Um, and, you know, it, it really could be De'Aaron as well. But between the two of them, I, I would definitely lean Domas because I think that's a pretty favorable matchup there. I also am kind of feeling like on the other end that Buddy Heald might have a big day. You know, I, I think that uh, he's he's going hitting, to try. He's going to shoot we a lot. That. So it's either going to be a mess or he's going to go crazy. Yeah, he's I, I think Buddy is absolutely going to try to have himself uh, a night. Um, Brendan, great work, uh, as always, at the Kings Herald and with the Kings beat. Uh, great work here with us. We appreciate you, my man. We'll see you at the arena. Appreciate you guys. OK, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.